Hello. And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I'm Kelsey Winger. That's Peter Moylan. That's Maddie Mass. None of us matter. None of us matter. Never have. Because never will. We have the guest of honor. We have our respect king. We have our Kennesaw Mountain king. That is Tyler Stevenson with the Cincinnati Reds. Clap yourself. Now we're in. I like <laughs> we love you. Yes. We love you. He's currently in St. Louis, which we, we discussed. That is my favorite ballpark. That is mm-hmm. Peter questioned it. Tyler supported for- it. Not his favorite ballpark, but he enjoys it. Thanks for throwing me under the bus. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Let's start with Tyler. That's who we care about. How you doing? Where are you? What, you- hey. what are we doing? St. Louis. We're starting our, what we have? We have an 11 day road trip with nine nine games so we have two off days we had one yesterday and then we have one i think monday in pittsburgh so it's good to play golf i don't know i need to actually ask them again see if they're going there's some pretty good courses in pennsylvania my friend really oh yes well you guys are on a pretty good run too right you guys are in it you guys are being mentioned which is which is all that really counts at this time of the year you guys are in there you're on all the graphics which is Mm, massively important if you're on the graphics, it means that people are talking about you. So how does it feel right now in that clubhouse? It's great. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so I know last year kind of being up and down and stuff, um, I didn't really get to experience the playoffs just because I got sent down right before um, like we clinched playoffs. And then yeah. here in Atlanta, I wasn't active, but I was there with the travel roster that, you know, just with COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to be a part of it this year and like, being on the team and contributing and stuff. It's, it's been fun and it's exciting. Ready. Why did you say yes to coming on the podcast? We really appreciate it, but we know you're a busy man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love it too. And it's fun. And I got nothing else better to do. I so. love that. Maddie said he messaged you on your birthday. I feel like yeah. we're all just, we're all friends. Exactly. You represent you guys are from my part of town. Mm, yes, we are. We're trying to do a good job, man. We're trying to throw attention to people that, I mean, you were going to get attention anyway, but I feel like we were first. Not to, <laughs> not that that matters, but we were first. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you've you've certainly burst onto the scenes, and and we really appreciate you being on here, man. We do. Yeah. We had an emergency pod with one guest, but you're our first solo guest. So congratulations to that. Yeah, we had Josh Smith on. He was involved in the Joey Gallo trade. But what's crazy is that. Uh, yeah, I've been around the game for so long, but I've, I'd never been traded in my life. I'd never even been in trade talks. So to hear how it all went down and who's calling who and, and when it happens and how quickly it happens. And then even after the trade deadline, guys don't even know. So they're walking off the field and they're like, what the hell's going on? So anyway, let's go. No trade in your whole career? Never. Nope. Oh. I had to I had scratch and claw, dude. I signed eight minor league deals in a row for my last eight years. Yeah. I'm a grinder. I'm a grimy bastard. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, I did okay. Now I'm talking about baseball, so. Okay. Anyway, so Tyler is from Kennesaw, Georgia. Represent. Yep. You went to Kennesaw Mountain High School. You were a catcher and a first baseman and a pitcher in high school. Stud. Which, which position when you were in high school was your favorite to play? So funny story. I was first getting looked at by drafts as a pitcher. We love that. We love that. Pitching inning right now. Let's go. It's pitching. And then, I mean, I pitched every once in a while and stuff. I think it just happened to be there was a scout there that saw me and stuff. And I was all right through 90. Good little arm side run. Good changeup because I have huge hands. Show me. Really breaking ball. Jeez. Can you pick up your Starbucks again? While you're sipping that, that. Oh, my God. Is that a mini cup? <laughs> what? This is, this is a grande. What? That's a shot. No way. That's a shot glass. Boy, that's a here, shot glass. my phone. <laughs> just for some perspective. Just for some perspective, everybody. I wear, I wear two XL bat clothes. I'm coming. <laughs> this is the new measuring stick. This is the new measuring stick. iPhone. 
My goodness, dude. I was really yeah. into the coffee. That was pick it oh, up yeah. again. That was a sh- it was a shot glass. It's kind of reminds me. Remember when Wanda Franco put that Wanda Franco put that that uh, picture of himself holding a baseball? It looked like a ping pong ball. It was like this is my baseball <laughs> that I just hit seven hundred feet. I'm like, where? That's not a baseball. I am the opposite. Honestly, sometimes baseball does feel like a ping pong ball. <laughs> Why? Well, because I, I kind of like naturally do a split just because the ball. Right. Is- You're kind of like glass now with the like. So you, you'd probably get the, the natural cut because your fingers are so long and the ball comes off the finger. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah, I've got I've got huge hands. So Besides, get over the <laughs> So yeah, the, the struggle is real. All right, we know this conversation with Tyler Stevenson is awesome. We love Tyler Stevenson. We are a Tyler Stevenson pod. So Maddie Mass told me, and I agree. I think we're all Tyler Stevenson fans now, uh, but this conversation, we couldn't be having it if it weren't for our sponsors like Canadip. So this is one that we haven't talked about yet on our podcast yet. If you're familiar with any of the other podcasts on John Boy Media, I'm sure you've heard about Canadips. This is a product that's an absolute game changer. So as you know, chewing tobacco, big in baseball, it's almost like a rite of passage, but we're in 2021 now, folks. It's a different year. It's different everything in life. So This is a new company. They're out of Humboldt County, California. They've created a tobacco and nicotine free dip alternative with CBD. And it actually tastes really good and it really works. So another good thing about this company is they've mastered a discreet and fast acting way to consume CBD. And it's provided in a format that can help you evolve your dip because it's probably a habit that some people might be trying to get away from. Um, so Canadips is offering our listeners a great offer. They're so confident that you guys are going to love the dips that they want to offer you 20% off site-wide to help you power into the pros or not, you know, who knows? Um, what the best part of this sponsor is that our promo code is Moylan rules. Yep. I don't, Maddie and I really got the short end of uh, that stick, but uh, yeah, so you can use the promo code Moylan Rolls and you'll get 20% off site-wide. So the Canadip CBD pouches, they're all natural, they're spitless, and they are great to use wherever and whenever. There's no tobacco, there's no nicotine, they're full flavor experience designed for your enjoyment at 20% off with the code Moylan Rolls. Now back to the conversation. Holy smokes. What? Okay, let's get back to serious for a second. You were you were committed to Georgia Tech, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pitch all yeah all that stuff, and yeah, I was committed to Georgia Tech. Committed early was I think my freshman year of high school. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Were you pretty smart then if you were committed to Georgia Tech? Like, were you a pretty good student? I think I graduated high school like a three seven five. What does that mean? Like that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I was a good student, but like. Only with really stuff that, like, I really enjoyed history. Math is math. I mean. Retweet, yeah, for sure. Not a math pod. Science, I'm not I, not really into. And then, like, lit. Ugh. <laughs> no. Reading, anything. No, not for me. <laughs> Man, you must have been to a pretty cool school if they had a lit class. <laughs> yeah. That's sorry. That's my dad jokes. See, I'm, I didn't I'm even old. hear it. I was reading. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I'm sorry. Repeat it. I'll I'll act like it's new. Okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah. You must have been to a pretty cool school if you had a lit class. No. Oh, <laughs> your uh, your perfect game page from high school says, "quote Very good student." So really? that is part of your scouting report. Love yeah. that for you. Does it say anything about his hands? Um, I love my perfect game profile. So, how many hours did you spend at Lake Point in your life? Was that around when you were here? It was only, I think, my junior or senior year of high school. Have you been there, Pete? No. Is that the one in Cartersville? Yeah, Cartersville. Yeah. Super cluster where my parents, they just actually uh, built a new house kind of close to there. It's probably 10 minutes, though. So. Oh, nice. It was, I, think it was, I think it was senior year. My junior, senior year is when it opened up. And we played, we played a decent amount of tournaments there. And so whenever we, it first opened, you couldn't wear um, like metal spikes or anything. So we were out there in like tennis shoes and turfs and guys were mm. slipping all over the place. 
Um, and then I remember my senior year when we played up there, I just wore spikes. So I was like, I'm not going to hurt myself. And then there's scouts here. And it's like, I want to do yeah. good. Like, so when was the yeah. first time you noticed that you were playing in front of scouts? Do you remember that? Cause I do. And I have a bad story about it, but I, do you ever remember the first time you played in front of scouts? Um, I knew they were there. It really wasn't a thing. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't care really. Cause it was like, I knew I still had to like go out and perform. But there was one time, um, my senior year of high school, we were playing Harrison, which um, was oh, our rival school. <laughs> we were playing up at Lake Point, and, th- and that's when it had been raining, like, all week or so. And so every game in Metro Atlanta was canceled, except for ours, because it was obviously at Lake Point, it was turf. So every, like, area scout in Atlanta was up there. And... I mean, there was probably every bit of 200 scouts there. Wow. So radar guns, every time someone throws a pitch, just. And then I I think I ended up, I know I ended up hitting a home run that game. Our guy, duh. Yeah. First round 11 pick, bitches. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So Um, now that, oh, wait, keep going. Yeah. And then all the scouts and stuff, it it, it didn't affect me really. It was. I'm not sure if I've told this story before, but. First time I ever played in front of scouts was at the area code games. Mm-hmm. And I was playing shortstop, obviously. And <laughs> our first play during infield outfield was to throw the ball home. And I'm like, I'm going to, all the scouts are there. Obviously they're behind home play getting ready. And they're all there for me. <laughs> all the teams that are there at the area code games, they're clearly not there for them. They're there to see the Australian guy that can barely swing a wooden newspaper. But I pick up the ball and I crow hop and I go to throw this thing and I launch it three quarters of the way up the back net and I never saw them look at me again that whole day. So <laughs> the lesson is, kids, if a scout shows up, don't do too much. It's like the uh, perfect game videos of like, oh, so-and-so threw 97 from across the infield, but he crow hops and absolutely just throws it and I'm sure it's back on backfield seven. That's me. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Okay, so now that Peter's brought up that you were a first-rounder in 2015, we're six years removed, obviously, so I feel like you can look at it from a different perspective, but, like, mm. how wild is it to go in the first round? Like, what were you at the MLB Network Studios or wherever it's held, or what was that – what was your draft? Take me through that. It was crazy. Um, so I was actually at home for the draft. But it was, it was just kind of a crazy ride, like um, – I was always, I mean, I'm tall, I'm 6'4", 6'5", I'm big. Yeah, uh, as a catcher too, this, we'll get into that, but go ahead. So I've always I've always been super tall and stuff. I mean, it wasn't really until like my junior year that like I started to kind of like fill out. And that's when it was my junior summer going into my senior year. That's when I got a few like questionnaires from some teams, which was still very exciting. But it was like, okay, I was committed to Georgia Tech. Like I didn't even really think about like, the thought of being drafted, I was like, okay, it might happen. So then we go into my senior year and the big Jupiter tournament in the fall. So we went down there and I played really well. And then after that, more and more teams started reaching out and stuff. And I was like, wow, like, okay, this is kind of getting serious. And all these teams were coming in and they're like, oh, do you have an agent, anything like that? I'm like, no. It's a crazy story. Um, my mom works – like do, doing attendance and stuff in the front office at an elementary school. And I want to say this like fill in or like this substitute teacher, I can't remember exactly, but she was just there for a few days. Her and my mom started talking briefly. And one day baseball was brought up about me and it's like, Oh, well, my, my brother like played at Georgia tech. He was a catcher, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, he's an agent now. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll give you his number. If you ever, like, have any questions or anything like that, let him know. Um, I'm with Aces. Eric McQueen's my agent. And, um, his kids go to Mount Perrin. So, like, he's a local guy. And so it was really after that, after some of the um, teams were asking about it, I called him and I was like, hey, like, what do I do? What do I do type of thing? And then sure enough, like, obviously I was with them. And then um, more and more teams came in. And so my senior winner, I was on the swim team, which is for another story. Um, and so I swam one year of high school. My sister swam her whole life. She swam at Florida State. 
So I've always been around it. Loved it. Um, I was a tenth of a second away from my county time. Come on. I was I was just like a 53 guy, just down bad. Yeah. I know. See, I know swimming really, really well. I used to swim, but I used to hate the mornings. We used to have to go to school at five in the morning and get our swimming in. So I was like, no, I'm out. Ours, ours was after school. Ours was like okay. at night. I never had um, the morning stuff. But so it kind of like got in the way of like, I had all these like teams wanting to do like in-home visits and like I had my swim coach and like my swim coach was awesome. Coach Reason, um, huge baseball fan. So his twin brother, um, who went, Brian McCain went to Duluth High School, right? Oh, I don't know. Peter. I think it was Duluth. Yeah. I'll figure so it out. his twin brother taught McCann when he was there. Okay. And so it was really cool. Like he was very helpful and stuff. And like those times I had to mispractice, like, hey, so and so scouts coming at six o'clock. I can't make it. And he was like, that's fine. Mm. So then kind of going into my senior year, like high school baseball season, started off the season really well. And then it was like two weeks in that I had hurt my oblique and was out for like three weeks. And I was like, okay, after that, I was like, I'm going to Georgia Tech. Like, it is what it is. I'm fine with that. It's like worst case scenario, I'm going to the ACC to play baseball. And then I get back from that injury and tear it up. And then by the time we get knocked out of the playoffs, we lost in the final four, which was heartbreaking. Who'd you lose to? Walton. Okay. Kiboom. Kiboom was there. Oh, gosh. Which one? Yeah. Uh, Carter. Okay. I just saw him last night. Still doing it, by the way. I mean, yeah, I've, I know them really well. Like, we worked yeah. out. Great great guys. Um, but, yeah, by the time my high school season was done, I kind of had an idea of, like, so it was actually, like, I was in the mix of being first overall with Dansby. Dang. I think the next, the next pick was, I think, five by the Rangers. And do, you then, draw, do you know all this? Yeah. Like, at the time you knew this? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Kind of. How? Do, are they calling you and saying, hey, there's, there's a chance we're going to take you in the first round. There's a chance we're going to take you first overall. Or how does that work? So my agent was kind of like keeping me in, in, in the talks and stuff. And um, so Arizona was like really involved. And like they I did like a pre-draft workout out in Phoenix and stuff. And so my agent didn't really tell me this until I was after I was already drafted. But he was like, it was really close between me and Dansby. I forgot who it was. It was, I think Dave Stewart was the GM and somebody else was like the president. One of them wanted to pick me and one of them wanted Dansby because he was the like closest to being the big leagues and stuff. Yeah. So they ended up going with him. And then um, my agent was saying the Rangers are a possibility. Mm. It's kind of more of a stretch. Like number one and number five were more of a stretch. Like realistically, I thought I was a dead shot at being picked 10th by the Phillies. Cause it was, so the draft was on a Monday night and it was like a Wednesday the week before. And my agent called and was like, Hey, you guys need to be on a plane this weekend to go up to Philly. Cause they, like I did like a draft up there. I mean, this was the weekend before the draft. Jeez. And I was like, I went up, we went up there last minute, did like a workout. I was like, okay, like this is pretty much a done deal. I'm probably going to be drafted by then. That's what even my agent said. So come draft night, we get there and like kind of sitting there all day and stuff. And that was a crazy day. Me, me and my best friend, Zach, actually woke up like 5 a.m. to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Georgia boy. Just with the anxiety built up, like I don't know if I slept. Yeah. Like I had to do something all day. I couldn't just like sit. Do you, when you play the Diamondbacks or the Phillies or the Rangers, like, do you, are you motivated any more feeling like they passed up on you or is that just like so far off the radar that you're not really affected by it? It is what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect me. It's mm. our guy. It, I did hit two home runs against Phillies this year. <laughs> well, I mean, you hit one against us too. So that's not, that's not like you don't do that everywhere. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I know Dansby uses it because I mean, they clearly something went on in that front office because they traded Dansby one, one, and then they traded him to Atlanta that off season. So there was some shit going down there that was weird. So, yeah. Still confused. Yeah. But, yeah, so then the draft starts going and stuff. And 
the Phillies pick comes up and they pick Cornelius Randolph, who's he's from Georgia as well. He, he I think he played for uh, home plate Chili Dogs like down in Peachtree City. Huh. What a name! Yeah, That's great. <laughs> um, and then I was I was really confused after that because I was like, okay, I could have sworn I was getting picked by him. And I kind of panicked, and then I looked down. My agent calls me right after their pick. It's like, hey, the Reds are taking you at eleven. Wow. Pick. So you panicked for about seventy-five seconds, and then you were fine. Yeah. Um, just cause, like I was at my house, and like I had all my high school baseball team, um, like family and stuff. Because I got invited to go up to New York or to the um, yeah. Moby Studios, or whatever. Conference. Like I really wanted to go, but then they were like, "Yeah, you can only bring like your family." So it'd been like me and my parents. I was like, eh. more people need to enjoy this than just them. Yeah. So then like we had a huge party in my house and um, sure enough, the we're sitting there watching and it happens and whole, like my whole high school baseball team comes and like dog piles on me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you seem to have the like greatest support system. I, I know that everything when you were here in Atlanta, I know that that like blew up and all yeah. the different videos of your friends and your family. But like, I literally got like choked up watching it because I can totally see my parents being like that. Like, it was just so cool to see, I don't know, the fat heads and just how excited they were. And um, you seem to have a really, really great support system. And that is awesome. I'm assuming some of your high school uh, teammates were in the stands that game. Yeah. Um, so I think like there's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> like you, that's all we heard, dude. Was your family? <laughs> it's amazing. So that the first game because I caught two out of three, which was which was nice. Yeah. That first game, I've never been more nervous in my life. Like out of all the things I've done in my early career, and like I've done some pretty cool things. Like that, those two games by far. Yes, dude. Hometown, home team, home squad. Like what? I was I was talking with our catching coach like a couple of days after, and like he said the same thing. It was like I I never seen you nervous except for those two games. I've seen you smile twice when you hit a home run though. First one and then that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was. Wild. I had to feel pretty good. It, it did. <laughs> so the whole time, um, like every time I came up the plate, I mean, my family. So it was like my sister, my brother-in-law, aunt and uncle, my parents, my cousins. Um, then I think like another couple of like my uh, high school friends were all in that section with my fat heads. Mm-hmm. And there's other people like throughout the stadium, um, like high school friends and old coaches and stuff that were there. But every time I came up, they're just going nuts. <laughs> I'm like, golly. Were you like embarrassed at all or did you love it? Yeah, kind of. The correct like, answer I'm, is like, I couldn't even hear him. I was so locked in. I remember there was one time like I rolled over to Austin Riley. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> like, like inside fastball, get jammed. Like I'm mad I swung at it. Um, then I think he ends up throwing it away and I like a reach on an error. And they're going nuts that I got a dude. I just got an error. Like the reach from the air. Like, come on. Could you hear specific people, or could you just hear the like? Could you hear like anybody in particular, or was it Mom. just everybody yelling? But then Fred, Freddie Freeman comes up and he's like, "Dude, I want you to get hit so bad because I want to see how loud they can get." <laughs> um, and then sure enough, it was that third game. I think I was like, I went through five and hit the home run and stuff. And that, yeah, that home run, I was like, I don't know. It was probably one of the coolest things I've, I've done. It was really cool. More things are coming, I promise you. Alrighty, we're going to interrupt this conversation one more time to talk about a company that we've talked about numerous times. It's one of my favorite companies. This is, where are my cards? It's Greg Moore's cards. I don't know how much this one will be worth. Gary Carter, All-Star National League. Um, this is a great company because most companies are trying to get you to buy something from them. Whereas they're trying to buy something from you. They're trying to put money in your pocket. So if you missed it, 
Greg Morris wants to buy your old sports cards collections, like that shoebox you have under your bed, or like I've talked about before, if you've had cards handed down to you in your family and you're not using them, you have no clue how much they're worth. Greg Morris will tell you and he'll pay you cash for it. So they are buying any older baseball, basketball, football, or hockey cards, anything vintage, which would mean pre-1980s or even older than that. You can get into pre-war cards, 1930s tobacco cards, 19th century cards. If it looks old, Greg Morris wants it, but they'll also take modern cards too, okay? So especially ones that have been graded by a third party. So your PSA, your Beckett, anything that you're looking at, they also have consignment options available. So to find out more, to sell Greg Morris your cards, you can go to gregmorriscards.com and you fill out the form on there and somebody's gonna get back to you on how they can give you cash for your old sports cards, baby. We're trying to help you. Christmas is coming up. Buckle up, folks. You got to get that gift money ready. Um, they're also all over social media, so you can find them there as well. So Greg Morris cards, seriously, this is awesome. And if you have cards, you really should look into it. Back to Tyler. As that, I mean, you've had a very exciting season with, with a bunch of really cool storylines throughout this year. Was that game, is that number one for you? It's either that or um, the walk-off with the Padres. Mm-hmm. Those those two are up there. I don't know. They're close. That would have been your first career walk-off in the big leagues? I've got uh, – I, I hit Three? Last... Did you just hold up three? Gee. Last year I hit a walk-off home run, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love your reactions, dude. It's so fucking funny. Um, and then, which was then, cool. <sighs> then early in, earlier in the year, I hit a walk off. Um, kind of mad about it because it should have been a ground rule double, but I only counted as a thing against the Indians, and then the one off Melanson. So three. What was it like when you found out that you broke opening day this year? <sighs> it was it was weird because. Um, so obviously I kind of knew the situation because last year it was Tucker and Kurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and what helped a lot last year was they had the DH. So like that gave me some time to like get at bats and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I, I understood the situation that we were in, like we we're in the playoff hunt and they're going to stick with their two catchers with Kurt and Tucker. Like they've been catching them all year. Like I understood that. And then at the end of the year, they non-tendered Kurt and I was like, okay, like, that's pretty much an opportunity for me to kind of fill in mm-hmm. and they didn't make any other signs all off season catchers wise. And so we kind of get to spring training and I'm like, okay, like feeling good, like pretty confident. It's like, okay, like I got to make the team, but like, I didn't hear anything until like the last, like literally the what last, happens. <laughs> like I go, I go up to our GM and he was like, Oh yeah, you made it. He's like, you know that? And I was like, well, I was kind of, I mean, like, I kind of assumed, but, like, I didn't want to, like, jinx it or something like that. <laughs> it's bullshit. They don't – that's it's not That's not the first time I've heard that. You've got these fucking kids just sitting there waiting for people to tell them they made – yeah, yeah, you made the team. Yeah. Oh, it's only a life-changing decision. You know what they did to me? You know that period between where they have to – if you've got five years in the big leagues, you have to you have to allow them to be able to get released or not? Yeah, that five days or before the end of spring training, whatever it is. I've had twice now, I'm not going to say who, but I've had twice now GMs tell me, yeah, we're thinking to make the team, but if something better comes up between now and the end of spring training, we might go out and get them. Twice. So count yourself lucky that it wasn't something better didn't come up for you. So He is something better. Yeah, he is. Okay, so you debuted last year. Homered in your first AB. First at bat, second pitch. What? <laughs> What's going through your mind, sir? Did you black out? Oh, yeah. Kind of mad about, though, because um, I didn't find out until after, but somebody said that if you hit a home run on the first pitch you ever see, then MLB gives you a Rolex. I'm like, well, that would have been cool. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't know. Is that real? I don't I don't know. Don't Word on the street, that's what I've heard from people. I don't. I don't know, though. I wish it was. I mean, I'm going to investigate. Excuse me. Just one second. I'm going to have to investigate that. I don't know if you know anybody 
I don't know who has. I'm sure there's been quite a bit, but yeah, second pitch. Didn't one of our guys do that? I say our guys. We we have we call our guys any rookie or up and comer. Didn't somebody do that this year? Akil Badu? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the first pitch or the first, oh, the first pitch? Know. Very, very first pitch. Okay. I can't remember. We'll have, to, we'll have to look into that. We do love Akil Badu, though. Um, was last year the weirdest thing ever to debut in? Yeah, but honestly, I think it kind of helped me out just because, like, no fans. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, like, last year kind of led to this year's success. Um, just especially within my role, like, as a situation like with catching. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of break in. Like, you had to, like, you got a little bit of a taste before you really got a taste. Exactly. And so, whenever, so Tucker had his son, Ben, um, Benson. Yeah, ben, yeah Benny. Um, Benson. And so he missed three days, obviously. And so um, I filled in. I got called up for those initial three days. And that's when, like, my first, I guess, debut happened, like, hitting the home run. Yeah, first game, home run, then single, and then base loaded walk against Kimbrell, which was fun. You probably – that was probably fun. Damn, yeah, that would have been awesome. Really fun, um, just because watching him with Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened, and I got sent down because Tucker was bad. But any time that I was at the alt site last year, any time that the big league team went on the road, I was a part of that, like on the travel That's cool. So even though I wasn't active, I was still like traveling to the big league ballparks. Like, wow. Catch, I was pretty much a bullpen catcher. I was in the bullpen getting to catch guys and like obviously build those relationships and seeing what pitches do. And exactly. And then like get a sit in on the meetings, like with our catch starting catcher and, that's really smart. Yeah. So I got like a a year in training in a sense from last year. Because in the minor leagues, like we never really had scouting reports. It was like, we're just going to go out there and do whatever. So last year, I kind of got a good transition into that. So going into this year, like it wasn't as much early on, mm-hmm. which that's helped a lot. So, yeah. But it was, it was weird. Last year, like no fans or anything like that. Like, yeah, it, was, it just felt like a rookie ball game. That's what I was thinking. It's not a real big league experience. Like, that, like instructs, but you're in a big league stadium, right? Big league guys. So take Cincinnati out of the equation, just because we don't want to upset anybody. Give me your top three ballparks that you've been to or played in since you went to so many last year. Hmm. St. Louis, mm. I enjoy. CP? Good baseball fans. Like, they're not going to go out there and just, like, smack talk you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm biased because Atlanta, just because I'm – that's home. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's between L.A., like, Dodger Stadium, and – well, what's the Padres? Petco. Petco. Dodger Stadium is cool just because it's Dodger Stadium. You're in LA. Get that whole vibe. Go as a fan and then say that. Try to get an Uber after the game and get out of that ballpark. <laughs> but when we when we were in San Diego earlier this year, that's when they opened up to 100%. <gasps> so, oh, we saw those images. It was 40,000 every Screaming. night. Packed. Good place. It was those games were crazy. Like the one game when we we're down two nothing in the ninth. Like I, I come in pinch hit off Melanson, and RBI single ties it up. Then India hits the homer. Mm-hmm. We take the lead, and forty thousand people signing. Yeah, I mean it was incredible. And then they obviously they ended up coming back and winning and stuff. It was heartbreaking, but um, roller coasters, man. It's baseball. In terms of like playoffs atmosphere, like that's what you have a better taste than that. But I, I feel like that's what it's like. Who's your favorite other guy to keep up with? Like in the Vladi Acuna, um, Tatis kind of atmosphere. Keep up with? I don't know. Like who I mean, do you I, like? Who's who's a player that you just enjoy? Like Tyler Trammell. I, I was I was I, that's who I was going to say. Trammell. Um, He's, he's my brother pretty much like he grew up 
um, the high school right behind me at Mount Perrin. He was with us, and then he was a part of the Bauer trade. Mm. He was with San Diego, and then I traded to Seattle last year. Um, Austin Nola, I think. Mm. That's right. And so he broke out of spring training with them, mm-hmm. which was super exciting. He made his debut and stuff, and he's kind of been up and down this year. Yeah. Uh, That's another guy that, that Chipper really likes. Taylor. He'd, he'd be a good one on. Yeah. Here. We were we talked about him a lot in the start of the year. We're and we're biased to anybody who's from Atlanta. <laughs> were you guys in the minors together? What was that like having him traded away? Devastating. I, I, I will never forget. Like we we were with the same host family in Loway. In high A, we stayed together in the same apartment. In double A, we were in the same apartment together. Damn. That's when he got traded. It was the last day of the deadline. Top the ninth, we're winning, whatnot, and all of a sudden our manager calls time and like pulls Trimo out of the game. I'm like, oh, no. he had no, like he had no idea what was going on. Like he came in, like I think he thought he was getting called up. Like he was like waving to the fans. And he was, <laughs> he's a, he's one of a kind. He's amazing. And then our backup catcher had to go to left field. Oh. <laughs> Chris Oki. Which was funny. And he actually ended up making, I think, like a diving plate in the game. It was awesome. Nice <laughs> full. And um, then sure enough, after like after the game, whatever, we get the full details. And um, he was going to uh, San Diego. So it was heartbreaking. Like I helped him pack his bags up. Like our lockers were right next to each other. Oh man. And mm. like we get we go back to the apartment and like we stay up really late and stuff. Then, like, he flew out the next morning, which was – it was tough. But. You guys have probably talked about, you know, making the big leagues together, and, and oh. I'm sure – yeah. But, hey, you're still in the big leagues together, just not in the same team. Exactly. So, hmm. we're, we're both in each other's weddings, so we've got – Oh, I we love got that. that. we got that to look forward to this offseason. Awesome. So, he's engaged too? Yes. No, no, he's just going to try and find someone between now and the end of the year. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2021. Yeah, Everything goes. <laughs> um, married somewhere in Buckhead. Oh, I just toured everybody venue in Buckhead. Let's go. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere in Atlanta. Hmm. I hope there's good parking. Most of the ITP venues are terrible oh. parking. Okay, so we went through. Anywho, let's not talk about weddings. <laughs> It's like one of those avenues. Like if you start me talking about that, I really have to like. That's why we got to deflect, pivot. Okay, this is the last sponsor of today's episode, but it's not really a sponsor. It's kind of my boss, (laughs) and we're gonna tell you about the John Boy Media Store. And honestly, like I don't even feel like I need to sell you on this. Um, They have so much cool merch, and normally I'm wearing it, but the fact that we were interviewing Tyler Stevenson today, I had to let him know that we're both from Atlanta. Okay. Cause we're homies, but normally this hat has a JM on it. Um, but really they came out with a new collection that we've told you about. That's super sleek, super like saucy swagger, drip King, jazz chism. Um, it's some really cool stuff, but if that's not your vibe, they also put out really cool merch. I mean, the people that work at John boy media, we have so many talented people, so many people behind the scenes, whether it's graphic designers who are working on tea. So maybe your favorite player has a really cool shirt that you literally can't get anywhere else. Um, they just have a ton of stuff on that store. So if you haven't checked it out, it's not just John Boy Media merch, although all of that merch is sick. They do have a ton of other stuff. So make sure you check that one out as well, because half of my wardrobe is John Boy. My, my shirt's John Boy Media. Baseball is fun. So I am wearing it all the time. And we have a special discount for our Farm to Fame listeners. So if you go to shop.johnboymedia.com and you use the code FAME at checkout, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's it, folks. I mean, I wanted to get into one just being there for the no-hitter because even Peter, we talked about this on an earlier episode. Peter has never... He's never even been on a team, like been able to witness. Mm-hmm. I which witnessed it against us, but never for us. Yeah, uh, was it? It was insane. Just the fact that it was Wade Miley makes it even better. <laughs> it was, we started in a rain delay, and 
he kept on coming in like every five minutes, like, all right, game's bang. We're just like, stop, Wade. Like, it's not going to get canceled. And then, like, he went around to telling our, all of our bullpen. He was like, yeah, like, be ready. So-and-so, like, I'm only going to make it, like, two innings, so be ready. <laughs> and so then he comes around with a hat and was like, hey, we're, everybody's going to play high card. So everybody put in 100 bucks in a hat. And we're in a circle in the, in the middle of the locker room in Cleveland. We've got all the cards like face down, like everybody else. Like, I forgot what the highest one was. I think like Ace of Spades, you won. You won. You had the highest card. So somebody ended up winning. And it was just the fact that Wade like constructed, like he, he made everybody do that. and Really locked in for the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't, didn't care about anything. <laughs> and sure enough, game time rolls around and whatever and all right we keep going a couple innings and like you've seen it like go three perfect innings whatever mm-hmm. like that it, it happens before and start kind of creeping up like all right did the fifth inning sixth inning you're like mm, okay and so there's another guy on our team alex blandino and we i didn't notice this until towards the back half of the game but every time that Wade was out pitching, we sat in the same seat, like right on the bench, side by side, by side with one another. And then when we were hitting, like we we just kind of like walk around. And then when Wade was back pitching, we come back and sit. So sure enough that that happens, and we get into the ninth, and it's zero zero. Like we haven't scored at all, and that mm-hmm. was a thing. like man, like we some, we got to find a way to score or something. And then. Um, Sure enough, it happens. I think we score a couple runs, and it was a long inning. Mm. I don't know if I've told many people this, but but I was down in Cleveland going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear Wade come down the stairs and stuff like, "Hey, Rolando, who's like one of our BP throwers, um, it's like, hey, you got a glove? Can you can you throw it with me?" And I was done, and like my catching bag was right there. I was like, "Yeah, Wade, I, like I'll just throw it with you." So we're in this like little tiny hallway. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Like, you come down the stairs, and, I mean, it's no more than, I don't know, eight, nine feet tall, and then, like, it's like a normal hallway. So, like, we're sitting there like, kind of, like, playing catch like this, and I'm sitting there catch with Wade. And this is top of the ninth. Wade still has his no-hitter. Like, we're winning. I'm like, I cannot screw this up right now. And <laughs> <laughs> Wade. And so the thing is, Wade's trying to have conversations with me. And I'm just like, all this stuff. And then Wade was like, yeah, one more. And stuff he throws it. And he's like, all right, three more outs. Here we go. And I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I am just rattled. <laughs> and sure enough, it happens and stuff. And then, like, Wade, after the fact, like, we, we joke about it and stuff. He's like, dude, you were so nervous. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be the guy who screws it up for you and stuff but i mean it was just it was so cool like comes like after the game and stuff it was just wild is what you expect and stuff like i wish that everybody like we could have wrote a book of everybody's perspective mm-hmm. yeah and stuff like it was cool i can't remember really any of the other stories but like some of the other guys like after the fact, like we went back to the hotel and like we all like kind of got together in one of like the conference rooms or something like that. And there are a couple other guys that like told their perspective of the game and just like how it kind of lined up and stuff. Was Wade in there when you guys were doing that? Yeah. Oh, great. And our center fielder, like everybody has a little cards now with the shifts. Yeah. Our center, center fielder. So on our sides, we have a right handed pitcher and like yeah. a left handed pitcher. He was playing the defensive shift as a righty was pitching for the first couple of innings and Wade's a lefty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, it's crazy. That's awesome. What a great, that's it. But that's, yeah, we see all the, 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 from the outside, you know, it's like, Oh, it's no hit ever. But the fact that you guys went back and, and you were sitting there and like revisiting and, and it was awesome. It's so cool. That's just as cool as the actual moment. Yeah. I mean, we were out there, hotel, probably like three to four. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. It was cool. Like, he got us like a 
big uh like bottle of whiskey or something like that and it's got like engraved like no hit everybody who was a part of it and stuff peter i'll get you one made thank you for my not no hitter yeah for never being involved in one the only other thing that i want to ask about and pete you might have another question that would top this but i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't ask about jonathan india just because we we have talked about him a ton um as the NL rookie of the year favorite and, you know, Mm -hmm. just really the season that he's had, not only the season, but the hair that he has. Um, And then the other guys that you get to play alongside, obviously Castellanos and Winker have had an amazing year. And then you have Joey Mm -hmm. Votto there, who is just one of the greatest on and off the field. Um, I don't even know where to start with the teammates because I do have to go, but I I feel like Jonathan India is just awesome to, to watch and you get to see him every day. It's cool just because, like, we were at Prasco last year together, and, like, so we've kind of, like, I guess gone through this together in a sense. And it's been awesome just to see the adjustments that not only last year, but, like, even this year. Like, someone early in the season, I don't, like, I don't know if you guys pay attention, but, like, he was a big leg kick guy. Yeah. And early on in the season, like, he was doing really well, and then kind of, like, there's a few weeks when he was really struggling. And it was a day game at Wrigley when Arietta was pitching. Mm-hmm. So like me and Naquin, Tyler Naquin, um, we had a lot, we like, we talk a lot with hitting just cause we both toe tap and just like pick each other's brains and stuff. And then all of a sudden India was like, yeah, I think I might try toe tapping. And we are like, I like it. Sure. Massive like, change, right? Massive change to be doing it in the middle of, Wrigley Field, yeah. packed house against Jake Arrieta, like all this stuff. And then he goes out and gets a couple of knocks and like start his confidence, start building with it. And then like all of a sudden the three of us have like a little triangle group and like we're all sitting there talking about it and stuff. And then really since then it's just exploded and he hasn't looked back. You know what yeah. I mean? What's his personality like? Is he quiet? Is he outgoing? Is he just laid back, but like in the spare of the moment, like very emotional, uh-huh. um, chill vibe, just South Florida. It reminds me of Jack Sparrow. I mention that every time. I, yeah. He's just very savvy. His uh, his walkout song was, I think, something from um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Which was awesome. Tyler Stevenson with his grande coffee. That's not a grande. There's no way that's a grande. <laughs> That's going to make a great clip when we're all like yeah. holding our phones up to our hands yeah. in his coffee. Well, uh, does anybody, oh my gosh, does anybody else have anything for him that? Tyler, do you have anything for us? <laughs> no. He got love for us. He's a he friend did. of the pod. Well, seriously, we have enjoyed so much following along with you this season. And we are so amped that people are starting to, to really understand the kind of season that you're having, because mm-hmm. it has been so much fun to watch and follow. And we know about the kind of person you are off the field, which obviously makes the successes um, even more exciting. And yes. you did not have to take time out of your day. You have a game. Today. You did not. I have just decided that every guest we have on here is going to get a signed Melbourne Aces, Peter Moylan manager hat. So, <laughs> well, you know, oh. did y'all see when I was writing stuff with a yes. blue highlighter? I literally wrote that we need to send him merch. We need to send him okay. uh, some kind of like farm to fame stuff. Whatever it yeah, is. farm to fame. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it. it, the Reds, y'all represent John Boy Media a lot in the yeah. locker room. So we got to get basically the division of John Boy Media. Tucker was wearing, he had a uh, jersey that he wore on the flight. Was it blue? Yeah. <laughs> he got one of our own run derby ones. Oh, are you part of the, the writer gang? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think so, officially. <laughs> you should You haven't be. been crowned yet or anything? Initiated. Yeah, I don't, we're on the, I think on the flight to uh, San Diego or LA. Um, Short flights. Oh, gosh. And so we're on the plane and stuff, and our pitching coach is next to me and stuff. We're talking and stuff, and. So Farmer and like India or no Farmer, um, Winker and like Tucker, I guess are like the three guys that came up with the rider theme. 
our pitching coach was like shotgun a beer with me. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And then they were like, Hey, like if you do it, you're in a right, you're, you'll be a writer. So I did it. So I don't know if that like, you're so in yes, it. dude, you're in. You're That's so it. In. No you're so questions. In. You're we in. love that for you. I had to shotgun a beer at 36,000 feet. <laughs> it's like shotgun forum. You'll be fine. Oh, oh man. The, the plane, I, I won't say any, any names, but when you see people on the team planes, I remember one guy, you can no, call me out. it wasn't you, but one of the guys put down, he started when we were taking off, he started at one end of the plane and put down um, the trays. No, he put down two of the pamphlets that are like in the back of the seat and oh, surfed okay. the whole way during takeoff. <laughs> I was like, this is phenomenal. Um, While we was, had our seatbelt on though, right, Kelsey? Everyone had their seatbelt Yeah, everybody on? was buckled. Yeah. Oh, He's not with right. the Braves anymore. So it's, yeah. but we are, we have been rooting for you and, and seriously, we can't, we can't thank you enough for your time. If you ever feel this itch, just to come on a podcast. Our door's open. No, I enjoy them. I really do. Me too. Our door's open for you. So we're rooting for you. You got you got fam and fans and us, our guy. But thank you so much for your time. Seriously. We are a Tyler Stevenson pod. We are. Yes, we are. Thank you, buddy. Oh, wait. But you're Go. probably not ready for Aussie lingo. I didn't know if you should participate in Aussie lingo. Oh, shit. We're going to do Aussie lingo today as well? Do you have one off the top of your head? Yep, hold on. Do, so we do an Aussie lingo segment every episode, Tyler, where Peter gives us an Aussie word and Maddie and I have to guess what the word means. In real English. Oh, Aussie. Okay, in Australian. Okay, I was thinking of Aussie. I'll be over here. Oh, no. <laughs> Grummet. 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 G-R-O-M-M-E-T. Grummet. A, a pot, like for cooking. I'm going to say it's an adjective synonymous with wild. Couldn't tell you what it was if it was either. So go ahead, Tyler. He doesn't, Peter doesn't know what adjectives are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a grub, like a bug. Close. Bug. It is actually, that's what we call a young surfer in Australia. So if you're a surfer and you're a little fella, little tacker, you're a grommet. Go you catch have to be waves. small? No, you just be young. Young. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you can be a grommet right now if you wanted to, because you're just a little teeny, teeny. You can be a okay, that was Aussie Lingo. That is Tyler Stevenson. We love him. And we are so excited to watch and cheer for you the rest of the season. So thank and, you and so much again. You don't meet the Braves in the playoffs this year, but hopefully you make the playoffs. Yeah. Fair enough. It's Good hard to root for both teams at the same time, you know? You can cheer for him and for the Braves. Yeah. You're the best. Everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday. Farm on, farm often. Tyler Stevenson is the goat. Bye-bye.